Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated Podcast. I am your dungeon master. My name is Anthony Reed. I'm going to stand up for this. You're right. Are you okay if I stand up for this? All right. Excellent. Hold on. All right. Whew. Here we go. This is part of the Ancient Secret story arc. And, uh, I, you know, I want you to come and talk about this uh, show. I want you to come and speculate. I want you to come and uh, and pick apart, you know, what's said, where the story's going. I want all of that to happen. There's a great place to do it on our Discord, which you'll find links to in the show notes. You'll also find links on our website, adventuringpod.com. There's a great channel that discusses this campaign as it unfolds, the events that are occurring, and uh, you can come and talk about it with a bunch of other people who are listening and, and following along as well. Uh, it's a blast to see, and I want you to come and uh, join us. So, so do that. If you haven't already, come and do that. I think this one's got some meat on its bones, uh, this story arc. So, uh, you'll, you'll definitely want to be there to check it out. Additionally, I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash adventuring who are, you know, they're just the best. They, yeah, I was talking to a patron the other day and I was just like, whew, well, you're the best. And they were like, uh, we all are. And I said, it's so true, the hypothetical patron I'm talking to. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, thank you to them. Thank you to the patrons for being amazing, for supporting the show. Uh, and if you are not a patron and you can't be a patron for whatever reason, you know, it's just, it does, it's not in the cards, say thank you to a patron. Find one on Twitter or uh, in our Discord uh, and just give them a thanks for being a patron and for being so great about supporting the show uh, so that you can continue to enjoy cool stuff uh, on their dollar. That's pretty rad. All right. Uh, I think that's everything. Let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and scoundrels, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Billroth, the ranger. She's a grimalkin, that's, uh, but that's understood. No pets allowed, even though she's not a pet. I will wait outside. Everyone, if anyone needs anything, I am outside. Scarpin, the cleric. Should I just try and snipe them from over here? Yeah, okay. I did say they were as good as dead. I would hate for, for my, you know, to break my word on our first contract as Adventure Incorporated. Ellery, the bard. We would want you to leave this warehouse. He points behind him. Mm-hmm. Church! Oh, sorry. We want you to leave this church. Deerin, the wizard. He say you no worship Shattered Fang. Yeah, man, he's like super wrong. We love Broken Tooth, uh, Shattered Fang, man. Prepare yourselves, for these are the tales of Adventure Incorporated. There is darkness all around you, and silence. You open your mouth, if you open your mouth to speak even, uh, no sound can be heard from it. You hear, you don't hear the movement of people around you. You are just in a void of darkness. And then there is a tug at the rope around your waist, pulling you through the darkness. Uh, Uh, Belroth puts his hand out to hopefully find where Freya is to like, hopefully kind of grab her for comfort because he's like disoriented. As you reach around, you can feel the rope and you can feel the rope is tied to something, but you cannot feel what the rope is tied to. It's like your hands are numb and cannot feel anything there, but you can feel the rope. That's terrifying. Okay. Uh, so you are sort of that makes sense, pulled <laughs> through this void by this rope uh, until you find yourselves on a landing Uh, Your vision begins to come to focus, uh, colors and shapes sprouting up around you. Sound slowly uh, re-emerges, and you are on a landing of a staircase that goes both up and down. And Archimedes is standing before you. He's got the rope. He's recoiling it. uh, And as you step out, he unties you and begins to rewind the rope. I apologize can know that that can be disorienting. 
Deeran's eyes are wide as saucers. I he would... cannot believe it. Uh, what does he see? So this uh, hallway that is a, a stairwell that goes up and down, you're on the outside of the tower. Like the, not outside the building, but on the farthest outsides of the tower, like on the edges. Uh, and it goes up and it goes down, spiraling around, along the edge of the tower. The uh, uh, stonework is all like a beautiful polished white stone. Something that looks new, but also upkept. Uh, and you can see little slit windows along the uh, outside here that look out onto the ocean. And when I say look out onto the ocean, I mean you can see the ocean has is like two inches above the slit. So you are like just under sea level and the ocean is right there outside the slit. Um, and then it descends downward, also well lit downward. Uh, but with also with little slit holes that uh, expose to the ocean. Um, and he says, uh, while you are in here, I would ask that you refrain from attempting to use magic. It will not work, but it does put a strain on you that I would wish to not have you to have to recover from. Oh, that's, that's weird. Uh, okay. Is it because we're underneath the ocean and magic is harder to cast underwater? That is clever, but no. It is because of the word, the wards we have put on this place. Oh. Our members carry sigils that protect them from the wards. You do not carry such sigils. Deeran puts a hand out uh, to the slit to see if, like, he can put his hand out to the outside. Uh, yeah, you stick your hand out. Uh, your fingers pass through the slit and into the ocean. You can feel the water rushing along your, like, you know, flowing across your fingers. Uh, you pull them back in, uh, and they are wet. That's rad as hell. Yeah, he just... Oh, my God. <laughs> he's just freaking out. Uh, Steph's he's, freaking out. Yeah, he's doing what Steph's doing, but, like, <laughs> inside his inside his skin, barely. Uh, Archimedes has a small smirk. He says, force magic keeps the water from rushing in. It is constantly pushing out, uh, creating the space that we are here. There's a thin layer of force magic, one that you can permeate but one that the water does not. Uh, as we go deeper, I would not recommend that, as the water becomes uh, harder for us to keep out, and so the force magic is stronger. We're going to go down? Yes, where we are going is quite a ways down. Deeran's mind is reeling. He thought all these years, right? Like, uh, you know how when you have like, when you're 10, you have a picture of a race car, like on your wall or whatever, right? Like it's like a Lamborghini or it's like uh, the Dallas Cowboys or whoever, whatever it is that you My have a poster of on your wall. Right? <laughs> but, like, you know, like your dream, anything, right? Yeah. Um, like, that's what is like Deeran had drawings of the Tower of Varai, like in his bedroom. And, uh, and I will also note the Tower of Varai is huge. It's he always thought uh, like it just goes up, right? Like it, it's a tower. It, it, th there's an up to it, right? If there's a down, it's only to the to the ground that it's built on or whatever. He's he's losing his mind that like. Even by the standards of if it were on land at the same height that you see it above the water, it would probably be the tallest building in Numerita. So it's already very, very tall. And then now it's going into the ocean. <laughs> so you are right to have to be 
<laughs> to have that thought. Uh... <laughs> Canonically, I now think that Deeran had a Tower of Verai bed instead of a race car bed where he slept in a Tower of Verai. At the top. Like a bu- like it's bunk beds. Uh, it's bunk beds, yeah. <laughs> you walk up a spiral staircase on the inside of a bunk bed to the top I didn't top know this layer. went down into the living room. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not where I slept. Uh, he says, please follow me. Uh, and he begins to walk down the stairs. Uh, you pass by several doors along uh, the stairway down, like pretty much every 10 feet or so uh, down in, in to decrease in ele- uh, elevation words, uh, you see more, more doors. Um, and then after about uh, seven or eight doors, he stops and he opens it up and he says, uh, in here. Uh, you walk into a room that has uh, two inscribed circles on the floor. And he says, oh, we are going um, much, much further down. This will be much quicker. Please. What do you, what do you mean? Do we go into the circle? Yes, this circle on the left. Uh, if you stand within the circle... Uh, it is linked to another circle here in the tower, um, one on the lower area that we can uh, travel to quickly. Ellery goes to stand in the circle, but she also puts her hands in her pockets. Okay, she's a little nervous. Uh, as you are, step we into the... still tied. No. Okay. Uh, as you step on the circle, there is a flash of green, and then the green dissipates quickly, and you are still standing in a like basically the same room, but all of your friends are gone. Uh, <clears throat> do we see? Yeah, and for you guys, Ellery, Ellery just vanishes. Poof. Yeah, Scarpin goes on. Uh, Deeran, yeah, Deeran runs after. Uh, again, flash, 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 flash. Now, everyone, you are in this very similar room. Uh, and uh, Archimedes comes after you. He walks to the door and he opens it. Uh, outside the slit now, you see what looks like a cave. Belleroth is very disoriented. The pressure here um, is noticeably higher. Uh, like on your ears, you can feel that uh, pressure. If we go up too quickly, are we going to get the bends? <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to meet them. Uh, I'm not ready for the bends. <laughs> um, I'm having a hard enough time with one Archimedes. <laughs> uh, Archimedes, what exactly are we doing? I, I'm. I, I want. I guess a little bit more context, if that's possible. You will get it in time. And he <laughs> right. continues to walk down uh, for three more revolutions around the tower. Um, Good lord. And then he opens a doorway uh, that leads into a chamber that fills the entirety of the inside of the tower here, which is quite large. This chamber Uh, has magical instruments all around the outside of it. uh, Tables and uh, things that you recognize for uh, any of you who have done magical rituals for experimentation and understanding magical principles. So both of you have been students of the black scale slash teachers of the black scale have seen stuff like this before in enchanter reliquaries and things like that. Uh, is there like any symbol on the door that like lets him know what this room is for? You know what I mean? Is there like a directory? No, <laughs> but you get the sense that he just knows where he, like where he's going and where he is. Okay. Um, Great. He opens the door and leads you in. In the center of the room, there is a large stone sphere, probably eight feet in, uh, like an eight foot sphere, um, just in the center of the room. Diameter. Um, And it is made of stone. And along the outer edge of it, there are notches carved into the stone he says i have brought you here because we are seeking to 
understand more about this threat. We have been told that no one uh, knows anything about this. Lanya would have been my most... I can't imagine anyone else in Numerita who would know more about something ancient than Lanya. That gives me a lot of questions. And I don't have a lot of answers, just a lot of theories. So I think it is time we take an extreme measure. Now, I have asked for your assistance in empowering this, and you have provided it. Which tells me that I think you are honest in your wish to see this endeavor played out. The 800 you have acquired, the 800 spellstone that the Silver Mask will put up, the 800 that we received from the uh, from Mughamar, and then the rest that I pulled from the treasury of Numeritan Empire should be enough to empower this object. And what exactly is this um, cube? Exactly. Well, it's a sphere. Uh, I, you, you know what? <laughs> Let's take that again. <laughs> what exactly is this sphere? This. Well, it's a cube. <laughs> <laughs> this is an object I acquired far to the west, across the ocean, in a land called Canada. In those lands, they call it the God's Eye. They believe it to be an object that can be used to travel through time. Though I'm not convinced that that is something that can be done. What I believe is that this is something that can show us the past. Using it has been difficult, as this is an object of divinity. And their sense of divinity is different than ours. They do not worship the gods that we worship in Canada. And so empowering it has not been the easiest process. But you have something, something unique, that I think we can use to make this work. And then I believe if we put enough magical energy into anything, we can make it happen. I do not know how safe this is. And I do not truly know what will happen. I just have theories. But I believe if there is some way for us to get answers from this, it's worth it. Deeran is smiling so big. Scarpin wants to do a religion check on it, on the sphere. Okay. Just to see if he's heard of it before or anything like it. Sure. 11. The sphere is unadorned. It does not have any religious iconography on it that you can recognize. Um... There are 12 of these slots around the sphere that basically they're shaped like uh, an oval with two ovals inside that are like not depressed, right? So they're a little, they're a little slot that you could slide something into that is oval in shape, but there are two ovals that stick out like pegs for each of these 12 slots. And but you don't recognize anything about it that would tie to the gods that in any way. Okay. He doesn't say anything to people. Just... It doesn't what? He doesn't say anything like uh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, never... yeah. He just like keeps it to himself that he has no idea what this is. I believe that you have a piece of the demon stone with you. Uh, uh, yes, we do. Uh, I do. And he pulls it out. Uh, he takes it from you. Um, and he 
walks over to one of his little side tables that he has all the like equipment on. Um, he places it down and he grabs a hammer and smashes it uh, uh. and oh. extracts from within it the gemstone that was visible on the stone tablet. Uh, and he walks back over with the gemstone and he places it on top of the god's eye. Um, now, there's no slot or anything on the top, but when he places it there, it just stands up. Hmm. Okay. Again, I do not know what this will do. And I want to give you an opportunity to turn back now. It is only fair. But as you have seen firsthand more of this information than anyone else and I need someone to, to do this travel to, to see what they find out and to report it back it seems it should be you but I will understand and I can send some of my assistants or other another team of adventurers perhaps if you do not feel that it is worth the risk Ellery shakes her head. No. Yeah, man, there's no way. Uh, we're, I'm definitely going. You, I, I, I cannot be clear enough on this. I will open this hole, and I will pull out this spellstone, and I will start this ritual, and you may keel over and die. Eh. At least we're doing <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> He smiles. <laughs> Very well. Um, uh, Belleroth looks down at Freya, kind of like squats down a little bit. He's like, well, uh, girl, do you, should I find a place for you to stay while this ritual? Or do you want to uh, risk it all with me? There's a look of determination in her eyes. <sighs> you are... She's determined to find a place to rest while you do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> so you want to sleep? You, you need to be a little bit more clear. I know you're a cat, but I need you to be a little bit more clear. <laughs> blink once for yes, twice for no. Blink, blink. Double yes. Let's go. Double yes. <laughs> uh, well, I assume that means you're on board, but I can leave out a food bowl for you if... I mean, me and she wants sure to this... go. She said it. Oh. <laughs> I... Let's do not. this. Okay. Just worried about my. Worried about her. Okay. Okay. Oof. Everyone, place a hand or a, a paw or a wing, I guess, on the stone, and we will begin. And he steps back. Um. And he opens the uh, hole, the portable hole. And he, uh, you, like he puts it onto the wall, the portable hole onto the wall. And he just reaches in and starts just pulling out mounds of spellstone that pours out down onto the floor uh, and just continues to tumble out of this thing. Uh, he's like, as long as there is a connection to the stones above, we should be okay. He pokes a head into the hole. Oh, yes. Okay. Pulls it back out. Uh, <clears throat> Very funny and weird. And he so fun. kicks a foot over so it's touching the pile of stones. And you can watch as the magic already begins to draw up out of the spell stones uh, into his hands as he begins to channel this power. Um, and he pushes his hands forward and the energy washes over this orb. The orb doesn't seem to respond, uh, except that as your hands are on it, you feel warmth begin to permeate this orb. Uh, he pushes more and more energy out as part of the ritual, and the gem at the top begins to glow. Faintly at first, but it increases more and more and more 
And you can see the strain visible on Archimedes as more of this power. You're watching it rush out of the hole on the wall and pour through him, channeled through his hands and pressed into this orb that just seems to be like pulling all that energy into it. It's just drinking deeply of this flow of energy. And you can see him straining, like barely uh, able to maintain the flow. He says, there's not enough power. He reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a silver mask, shimmering and brilliant. And he pushes it forward and slides it onto one of the, the two pegs. It fits almost perfectly into that oval hole. And when he does, there's this loud clang that comes from the stone. And you feel immediately it has absorbed a connection to you. That even if you let go now, it would be too late. This is happening. And the stone begins to spin. Slow at first, spinning in place until it's going so fast that if you kept your hand on it, you it would tear your skin off. But you're still connected to it. You can feel it pushing and pulling on your life force. And then as more energy pours into this and the stone is moving so fast, it's like a blur. Your eyes lift from the back of your skull, pulled outward. You can see your body below you. You can see your friends' bodies and their spirits hovering above those bodies. And as it spins faster and faster and faster, you are pulled up and away from the stone, still connected by energy to the sphere. And then all at once, a lurching motion tugs you forward into the stone. There is a chorus of voices that ring out as your vision blurs from this stone, like a, like a wiping across your eyes. The chorus of voices chant in unison to a rhythm, a heartbeat, over and over and over. And then the voices fade away, and bright sunlight breaks through. Your eyes adjust, you blink to the colors all around you. The smells smell like a edge of a forest, a clearing. The sight, green grass, and a blue ocean. Sounds of people in the distance. You are on solid land, all five of you. Freya included. And you are all together. Uh, do I recognize this as the Demon Isles? Uh, as you look around, no. I mean, this is most certainly not the Demon Isles. This okay. looks like, well, everyone give me knowledge checks, uh, knowledge history. Four. <laughs> Eleven. Twelve. Ten. Great. You guys, uh, this is <laughs> very, you have no idea. You have no idea where you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is Archimedes there? No. <laughs> uh, we hear voices. Do we see any structures? Yeah, in the distance is a small village along the uh, side of the body of water, presumably the ocean. Um, there's a small village there. Uh, you know, maybe like the kind that has like eighty people in it. Well, maybe we'll can find out where we are how are you all feeling i i feel fine more disoriented but fine that was the most amazing thing that's ever happened i don't know about you all but my eyes were not in my head anymore and then my body was feeling like it was sucked and spinned and 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 not connected to anything and i am not sure i would like to feel that again, especially the eyes part. Yeah, that was really gross. I didn't like that. 
Um, Scarpin pinches I... himself. You are Does physically feel... here. Cool. Presu- to the best of your ability to discern. I can't believe how incredible that was. Deeran, I'm really happy for you. We just... Uh, we're doing something that, like... No one's ever done before. Check. Do, do we know how long we have? Do we have to hustle? I I don't. I, I don't know. I think it's probably best in any case to hustle, but. Mm. But no, dear, and I think you're right. I think it's a good moment to appreciate, as, uh, frightening, as it was for my eyes to be out of my body and for me to think I was gonna die, uh, that we didn't. What do we do now? Let's go find the people. Mm. Oh, all right. Uh, and Deeran looks to Ellery. Ellery walks towards people. <laughs> <laughs> she knows where they are. Roughly. Um, so you are on in a hillside, or on a hillside, not in a hillside, I guess. You're on a hillside. (laughs) We are Uh, the hillside. Yeah. Yeah. The teleportation spell went a little uh, awry. Uh, My leg is in a hill. Um. Uh, You're on a hillside at the edge of a forest, uh, and overlooking this village. So you head toward the direction of the village, and you can see the pathway, uh, there, it's not like a, a cut path, but you can find a way to get down to the village pretty easily. Um, and as you reach the outskirts of the village, you can you reach a, a home uh, where there is a man on his porch. He's got a, a sword and a shield, and he's just uh, laying, like sitting on his porch with the sword next to him, the shield like leaning up on his porch, like kind of far away. Um, human man or human just- man, human man. Ellery's going to turn to everyone and be like, we probably shouldn't tell people that we're from the future. Is that where we are from? Uh, are we sure this is the, pa- this is the past? Oh. That's what he said, man. He said this was going to be the past. He said his theory was that this was the past. Sure. But yeah. But I still agree with you, Ellery. I don't think we should let any, we shouldn't do that either way. Hey, man, we've been traveling a long time. What day is it? Oh, General's ashes, you look white as a a sheet. Come here, come here, come here. What day is it? Yeah, man. That's a a strange question to ask. It's it's a day for working and a day for enjoying the light. What do you mean, what day? It's not a special day. There's no holiday today. Oh. Thank uh, you. Um, what's the most recent holiday that passed? Oh, gee. Oh, I guess it would be the Harvest Festival. It'd be the most recent one. And about how long ago was that? Oh, I would say four or five cycles of the moon. Yeah, I think we're on our, we're on the fifth cycle. That'll be starting up now. Oh. Oh, great. Uh, I've been drunk a lot lately. What year is it? <laughs> forgive, forgive, forgive our friend. He is he does drink a lot. Uh, no, I he's, understand. It's Durath. He's a real Durath seer, of course. I mean, I knew. Jeez, jeez, Scarpin, you could ask me, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, thank you, sir. Uh, you know, I have a lot to think about. I, I don't mean to be rude. It's always great to see new guests. I'm always happy to have new people making their way down this way. Uh, and it... While you're keeping some eclectic company yourself, I do have to ask, um, sir, what are you? Oh, 
that's that's a very rude question. Um, but you know, seeing as you're so kind and uh, you know helpful right there, but uh, I'm a I'm a tortle. I come from where the tortles come from. I've I've never heard of that. Mm, they're, they're quite a rare uh, a group of of uh, individuals, but they are that's quite that's something coming from you. Oh, um, oh, <clears throat> oh! I guess I am also a rare. We are very rare travelers. Obviously, we are traveling. Well, he stands up straight. Let me be the first to in- welcome you and invite you to our small village. But it's on the rise. I'm I'm looking forward to where this village is going, and one day I think it's going to be the crown jewel of this province. This is Verena. Oh. And what's your name, sir? Oh, well, I am Thylen. Hey there, Thylen. I'm Deeran. Deeran. Belroth. That's my name. Belroth, nice to meet you. Scarpin over here. Scarpin, that's uh, that's a strange name. Strange name. Uh, It's very rude as well. That is a weird (laughs) thing to say to someone. But mm. Ellery, so Ellery is like sweating, um, because what she was gonna ask before Deeran yelled at this guy was if they should make up new names so that they don't butterfly affect their entire. lives and futures but now that everyone else has introduced themselves uh she's like kind of freaking out but also you sync with the team right um i'm ellery he smiles as you speak to him and then his expression changes and he steps backwards he's got she a look closes of, her mouth yeah <laughs> he's got uh, a look of fear on his face and he reaches for his blade Oh, um, no, no, man. Uh, she's, she's with us, man. She's, she's one of us. You brought a daughter of Nosfera here. A do- I think there has been a, no. a big misunderstanding. Yeah, I, like, she hasn't told me her parents' names, but uh, that doesn't sound super familiar. <laughs> if, if, uh, Belaroth. Bill Roth does his best at lying. If if you're worried about um, the the teeth that you see, she as a child was in an accident where she had her teeth broken. She gets this a lot, where she gets <laughs> confused for someone with sharper teeth that might not be as uh, uh, totally normal. To be, you know, yeah. She has just broken teeth. I I really. Honestly, apologize for the fear. Yeah, Give me a deception the... check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, yeah. Belroth. That's so good. Ten. Oh. <laughs> exactly ten. Ten plus zero. Ten. I heard your numbers. That's not why I've stopped. <laughs> I'm saying it a lot because I'm nervous. <laughs> Belroth trying to be clever is always a bad idea. He grips the sword tighter. Oh. He says, I guess it would be a little strange to see one of the Nosferat in the day like this. That is true. Um, yeah. Look at look at all the normal food that I eat. And she uh, holds out her hands to Deeran. <laughs> yeah, Deeran pulls out snacks. Uh, whatever he's got. Let's see. Um, marshmallow. That is a seven <laughs> snack check. So yeah, I, I feel like it's a marshmallow. <laughs> and she pops it in her mouth and it gets a little stuck on her teeth. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so now you're like, like and it's way more I'm obvious. Chewing as like, a, like a horse, yeah. <laughs> look at, I mean, look at those broken teeth. They are, they are nothing but broken. It was a tragedy, man. Yeah, her, her whole teeth got broken. She's left disfigured and terrifying looking. Well, 
I mean, I think they're like really cute. And um, now everyone thinks she's a monster, and that is a bigger tragedy. Yeah, she can't go to many places, but we appreciate your kindness and understanding. Yes, we do. And apologize for any fear that may have hey, caused man, you. Where's the tavern? If you head this way down the main road, you should see it on the right, across from the awesome. main dock. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh, he Deeran stares. Starts. Yeah, he stares the yeah, whole Deeran. way as you move in. Jared <laughs> feels like they nailed that. Ellery is freaking out, um, and will not. Like every time she talks, she's gonna talk out of the, you know, out of the bottom of her mouth, so that her teeth don't. Yeah, show she's doing way. that like grandma impression where you pretend you <laughs> oh, don't have any honey. teeth. <laughs> No, because if she tried to do that, her fangs would, like, burst her top lip. <laughs> if I did this, and I had vampire fangs, I guess they would true. pierce right through. Uh, <laughs> you gotta have built up some calluses in there. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. You should grow a mustache that hides your face. <laughs> He's not wrong. That sentence is insane. <laughs> You need a mustache so long it covers your so mouth long. when you talk. Your, no, no, no. Not your mouth. Your, your face. face. That was what he said. <laughs> Whole face. You brush it up, said, you brush it to the sides, and you brush you it down. What? I didn't come here to be abused for the things I said. <laughs> um, it's not a bad plan, but it's the words you said. So Ellery is also going to put her sunshade away. Okay. So you will be like her uh, umbrella. Why? Because that's like if she's hiding from the sun. <laughs> oh, I love the sun. And oh, has vampire teeth. Yeah, she's okay. gonna like as they're walking away, kind of like tuck her umbrella back and be like, "Oh, I love this nice sunny day. It's so nice and sunny outside." Um, and then just like hope they get to a tavern really fast. Yeah, because it should can... be if it's right over there. Like we should be able to just pop in. You can Without feel immediately that energy sap away from you in the sun like this. Um, not enough to be permanent because you are moving pretty quick. Uh, but but you definitely know if you spend any time out here, it's gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna feel it. Yep. I uh, kind of whisper to Freya. All right, girl. If you see any of the villagers or anyone making a sudden move. Uh, that looks like it might be a dangerous attack at us, maybe because they are afraid of Ellery's fangs. You let me know. Uh, to kind of indicate that both Belroth and hopefully with the assistance of Freya is keeping an eye out on the local uh, fear <laughs> that these tiny uh, villagers might have. Are they tiny? <laughs> So small. Because it's <laughs> back so in the day. Remember yeah. everybody oh, yeah, was shorter. Everyone was short. <laughs> in the past. Everyone's shorter by like right. two feet. <laughs> Love it. We assume. Yeah. We go in the tavern. Okay. Uh, Wait, are they smaller or are they the same they're height? They're the same height. Nope, they're the same height. <gasps> Roughly the same height. Reality. <laughs> uh, okay, the tavern is called the Crescent Moon. And the sign that hangs outside uh, has... A sliver of moon with a bit of cloud and two eyes hovering above it. Uh, inside, it is a tavern, a quaint tavern. This is a small village, but it's a tavern. It's familiar. Hey there, uh, could we get... Uh, and he holds up one finger uh, and then two. Uh, Ellery nods. Uh, two rooms? Oh, yes. Um, we can do two rooms, yes. I thought he was ordering ales. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, I also... <laughs> Belroth Bell puts his fingers down, wanting I like that. an ale. <laughs> Ellery shut Deren down. <laughs> like, <laughs> she thought she, thought uh, she was like saying room? yes to a, a beer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not no Can to me a and room. This lovely lady get uh, 
Oh, uh, two rooms. <laughs> like I was looking at everybody to right. figure out how many right. how many we wanted to do. Oh, I could use a drink. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, we yeah, so I can get you a drink as well. I appreciate uh, that kind person. Thank you, you so much. A, a, a drink, drinks for everyone. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, please. Um, yes, please. Perfectly or... normal drinks. Uh, something maybe uh, if you have anything stronger that would also like that as well but not like too strong that would be suspicious yeah it is it, it is nude so I think perhaps uh, just regular ales should be fine that should suffice right, an ale. sounds great to me uh, he gets four ales he's like four ales and two rooms yes uh, that would be uh, five silver pieces please oh do you have change for a gold? Uh, sure. I could uh, make change for a gold piece, certainly. Great. Uh, and Deeran slides one over. Uh, I'm, so- I'm sorry, what is this? That's a, it's that's one, a gold. One piece of gold. This, I do not... Um, I don't recognize this gold. What is... Uh, I mean, it's gold. You can bend it. You can chew it. It's soft metal. Yes. Perhaps you should uh, seek out a money changer who could uh, properly evaluate the value of some of this. Oh, sure. Could you point I, us I would in, hate in to their direction? Change you. Uh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, if you um, head down to the docks and you uh, speak to the boatwright, uh, he should be able to help you uh, find who you're looking for. All right, man, thanks. Uh, uh, I'll put those rooms leave. on hold for you, and you can pay when you get back. Uh, Ellery doesn't like the sound of docks, so before they leave, like, uh, before they go out the door, she's going to fish around in her bag, um, and she's going to find a big, like, hat um, that's going to essentially do the same thing. It's like It looks like a fancy hat, mm. uh, but it's got a little veil on the front, and so it's going to do kind of the same thing as a... A fascinator. <laughs> no, not a fascinator. Isn't a fascinator the tiny one? No, I thought a fascinator was the yeah, big one. Yeah, a fascinator is just this thing, right? Like, oh, that, just the that little... That goes over the front of your face. I uh, thought... I, the Kentucky Derby hat. That was what I was envisioning. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think, what Steph's talking about, right? Okay. Uh, we're a fascinator. I'm talking it about a cooler. big... <laughs> yeah. All right, let's head to the docks. You guys head outside. The docks are right across the, the main thoroughfare here. Um, so the boat right is a... Uh, she is a dwarf. She has a little stand set up where she's just like checking in people and, and dealing with boats as they uh, come in and off the docks. <sighs> yeah, you got a boat? Um. No, I mean, we were told to come here uh, to find the money exchanger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Hold on. She reaches down below and uh, picks up a scale uh, and a small lens. And she says, money exchanger. Oh, um, (laughs) Uh, yeah. Deeran puts out one gold piece. Oh, well, look at this. This is fancy. Yeah, minting your own coins now. Uh, yes. Okay. She puts it into her little uh, pan. Um, She flakes off a little, scrapes off a little bit, like a a flake of metal. um, And you watch her taste it. Something in this I, I don't quite recognize. Maybe like a nickel? Anyway, uh, let's see. I could do six silver pieces for this gold. Um. No, no, no. I think you misunderstood. That's a gold piece, which is equal to ten silver pieces. Uh, no. This is a gold piece that's equal to ten silver pieces. And she pulls out a gold piece that's about this. Like it's about an inch in uh, diameter, like uh, quite a bit larger than your gold piece. 
Wow, Anthony, I mm-hmm. didn't realize we were going to get into a gold piece measuring contest. <laughs> I just thought we were going to be able to buy some drinks. Um, right. Ellery's going to say, um... A lot of banking in this arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Banking. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of banking. A lot of banking. Loving it's it, loving it. You'll see. The bank arc. You'll see. Thank you, thank you so much for that um, exchange. Could we maybe do 10 gold pieces? She looks around kind of like... Yeah, get some money. Like, I don't know what we're going to yeah. need. What, what about, like, five? <laughs> oh, okay. It's just ten seems like so many. No, you're Because, like, right. we, know, we know what this is worth where we're from. Mm. No, I, I know. I was just thinking if... Okay. <laughs> you, Anthony, you said the rooms plus the drinks were... Five silver. Five. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Ellery five. gives out four more gold. I okay. Uh, do, she do changes like it over contrib- for you. Oh well, never mind. I was gonna contribute, but I guess he doesn't. Oh yeah, man, me too. I was gonna try to help out too, man. Uh, geez, Ellery, <laughs> next time you really gotta let me and Belroth help out. Uh, yeah, Deeran winks at Belroth to be like, "Yeah, I'm playing along." Belroth doesn't get it. <laughs> he was being sincere. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, what? Well, while you're here, we appreciate your help. Uh, you know, we're, we're traveling through. Uh, any news for, for what are the current happenings of the area? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think the uh, there's rumors going around that the general will be here shortly. Uh, oh, in the next general. day or two. That's exciting. What What are they doing here? Oh, they're searching for people for the war effort. Uh, trying to deal with the demons. Oh, wow, the demons? Wow, yeah, we've, we've been out of touch for a while. What do you mean, demons? Well, down from the demon isles. This one should know all about it. Uh, uh, no, I know nothing about it. I'm actually... I would. I didn't grow up on the demon isles, actually. Uh, stranger in a strange land, if you will. Yeah, he's a mainlander like all of us. Very rare, I know, but... Well, okay. Uh, um, yeah, the uh, the demons down in the Demon Isles have been uh, uh, a thorn in our side for a long time. They've been a real problem. And uh, we're hoping that uh, the general has a good plan to finally, to finally put an end to this. Huh. Well, it's pretty, pretty neat that uh, the general's coming here because, like, You know, we're we're an adventuring group, and that definitely sounds like an adventure to me. Well, maybe. I think they're picking up a big shipment at the mine tomorrow, or the next day, whenever they show up. Uh, uh, cool. I have a, a question for you, actually. Um, uh, I, like I was mentioned, uh, I grew up, I'm adopted. Uh, Belroth, doing his best to lie. Um, <laughs> building an it, extravagant backstory as is always uh, so good in a lie but I have heard of you know I growing up heard the same children's tales that all of the other folks and kids heard about the demons are they all true or how much of they are uh, exaggeration who would tell stories about demons to children <laughs> oh my gosh, my terrible father. I would say so. <laughs> um, but you know, the the sort of t- the not the good tales, the tales that's like if you don't brush your teeth, the demons with the spines on their tails will come and rake out your eyeballs, th- those kinds, you know. Well, well that's I mean, where I would that was, you know, where I was raised. Yeah, if you're going to tell stories to your children about the Whisperer of Lies, or you're going to tell them about the Midnight Star, I mean, uh, I guess you could do that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, they're they're terrifying, horrible monsters. I don't know why you would want to uh, frighten children with such burdens. Well, sometimes children are hard to negotiate with, so you just scare them. That's what my father told me when I grew up. He was not a good person. Boy, okay. Uh, I mean, he's a fine person, but he's a very cold person. <laughs> hey, do you have, do you have like a 
a therapist kit back there maybe you could pull out? <laughs> she yeah. looks down. She goes, no. <laughs> she I, puts the therapist <laughs> kit away. Yeah, yeah. Kicks it under <laughs> the table. Falls into the water. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the money exchanger kit works fine for this. Uh, no, you know what? I think the tavern's a perfect place to get these kind of issues out. Uh, I think so, too. Um, whisperer of lies and... Yes, okay. Cool. Thank you. Hey, oh, uh, um, what's up, Scarpin? No, I was exclaiming. Saying, oh, I said, oh, wow. But I kind of mumbled it, so I understand. It's hard to hear. Thank, thank you for giving me the opportunity to have a voice. Yeah, man, I just, you hadn't said a lot. And, like, usually you love talking to people about, you know, stuff like she deals with. So I didn't know. Uh, I guess I have a question about... Uh, the mines around, like what? What do y'all mine over here? Oh, um, gemstones. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the gemstones that we pull out of here are are good for infusing with magic. And uh, oh, uh, there's something. The general's plan has something to do with. He needs a lot of gemstones. Oh, cool. So, like, that should be a pretty big boon for uh. The city, I mean, the, the, uh, village town area. Yeah. Yeah, we hope town so. Town village area. We're, we're thinking about building another dock, um, and maybe a bridge across the starlight up there, but, uh, whoa, we'll see. That's pretty big plans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we're hoping it goes well. Depends on what kind of government contracts we can get for these gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. More banking. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of your help and information. Um, what was your name again? She goes silent as you start talking to her. She's talking without her teeth. Okay, all right. You just uh, like you just didn't do the, okay. All right. Gar -gar. All right. Sorry, Gar -gar. I didn't do the visual bit for the audio. The audio podcast. bit. It was an audio bit to it. <laughs> That's fair. Our, our, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. There was a bit of a mumble. So what is your name, there, Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What was your name again? Uh, Thank I'm, you. That's was good. that so Thank hard? You. Well, how, uh, yeah. What was the problem with that? It's uh, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's super fucking hard. I'm glad I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Mask my character voice Wait. with a visual bit. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm for LeBron's court. Ellery, if she was a ventriloquist. <laughs> uh, I'm Frilla, Frilla Bronzecore. It's so nice to meet you, Frilla. Nice to meet all of you too. Good luck. Uh, I hope the general scoops you up and pays you a lot. Oh, we hope so too. I think. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're not from here. Uh, Deeran gets really nervous and walks away. <laughs> Ellery follows him. We very much appreciate your time. Uh, she puts the, the scale and the lens down and picks up her uh, uh, boat uh, ledger. And she's like, you, you got any boat business? Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could we invest in a boat? <laughs> Belleroth is like galaxy branding right now. If he invests in a boat now, honestly, not a bad idea. Like with Verena on the up and up, like, like get, get get on the, there on the ground floor. Could we get? Could we invest? Scarpin, do you want to invest in a boat? I kind of want to invest in Verena. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be big. <laughs> Oh, but no, for, uh, for, 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 frills, frilla, frilla. I wrote frills. Um, <laughs> have you have you seen anybody who looked like me in your travels? Maybe on the islands in the in the north. Uh, ruggishly handsome. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, should I leave? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I said. Oh, oh okay, uh, I'll leave. I'm sorry. Have fun. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I I wouldn't say I've seen anyone that looks exactly like you. I mean, you, you got a pretty unique look about you. 
All right, thank you for that information. Goodbye. Belroth <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks back uh, and sees Scarpening walking away. Like, what? I I thought you. Why didn't you? Oh uh, no, she what? told me what I needed to hear. <laughs> I wanted to know if she had ever seen any uh, other tortles, but uh, she said no. She was in, but she was. Scarpin, she was into you. She called you handsome. Yes, yes, I get that a lot, but, you know, I guess we're what... busy and, you know, another time, maybe. <laughs> Ellery, why are you so nervous? Like, other than the teeth thing, you it's know? It's the teeth thing. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous that people are going to cast me out of this, and then our whole mission is, is done. And also, I'm, I, I wasn't really sure that we should be giving them our names, because... What if something happens and maybe we become famous and we we change the way that that our whole future is? You know, maybe maybe we accidentally kill someone that was our great 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 grandfather, and then we don't exist anymore and we start disappearing. And then if someone remembers our names because they're pretty unique to this area, then all the way down the line, you know, it might change the way that maybe there's a maybe. I do something terrible, and then uh, the name no, Ellery is like is like like bad for eternity. And my 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 mom doesn't name me Ellery, and then I'm someone else, and I'm someone different, and I don't know who I am. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So she's just worried about the teeth, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but mostly, it's just the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're back. Uh, drinks uh, for everyone, yes? Uh, yes. Ellery uh, gives him five silver. He happily takes it and uh, puts out drinks for all of you. Um, and I've, two keys. Uh, Thank you, sir. I, so, uh, Belleroth roots around in his bag and he pulls out the children's book that he got from the library that he has no intention of returning. Um, and he starts thumbing through it, looking for the Midnight Whisperer and the... Sorry, the Whisperer the whisperer of Lies and Midnight Star or any sort of, like, things... Iconography that might represent them. Yes, um, yes. You find a story about the Whisperer of Lies. Uh... In this story about the Whisperer of Lies, it talks about uh, a row of sharp teeth glimmering in the darkness that uh, if if kids get out of bed or, uh, uh, you know, do things at night when they're not supposed to, the sharp teeth under their bed will get them. And uh, the Whisperer of Lies always tries to coax them out of bed. So when they hear that voice telling them to do bad things, it's the, it is the old scratch trying to trick them. Interesting. Belroth is trying to intuit, like, if we were to meet these, what's the mechanic? What's the ba- boss fight mechanic going to be? Basically, like what, what is they're going to do to fuck us up? Weird thing for Belroth to try to figure out. Um, so the other one, <laughs> it is, uh, it is a weird thing, but he's thinking about it. Yeah, uh, you search through for the other one, you find a story of the Midnight Star, um, okay. and it talks about a deep hooded figure who, uh, also known as the Soul Leader, and that the Soul Leader comes to you. When you leader die, eater or eater, eater, soul eater, eater. Uh, that he comes to you when you die and reaps your soul and consumes it. This this children's novel doesn't have any plot. It's just scary. Oh, this it's definitely not a novel. It's like uh, little short stories, little so parables. This is like this is like scary stories to tell in the dark, but with demons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sweet, I love it. This is my favorite. Like <laughs> Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scarpin awesome. asks the or t- wants to talk to the, the bartender. Um, so uh, we've been we're talking to people around here, uh, and we hear these uh, a lot about demons and uh, the, the whisper of lies, the midnight star. Uh, I, I think there are four others that, that people have been mentioning. Uh, what? Which one is your kind of? Which one are you most afraid of? 
That is a, a, a difficult question to answer. Uh, I would really prefer to not interact with any of the uh, the demon folk if we could. Uh, obviously a war is being waged and things happen. My last village said that the accuser arrived, and uh, I can tell you firsthand that her presence definitely caused an effect. That was not... Uh, something we were looking forward to. Belroth, as you're flipping through the book behind him, uh, you get uh, to a description of the accuser. And she is a lady in all gray. Um, and her uh, the story describes that everywhere she goes, you can watch the joy fall away from people, sucked away uh, as their emotions become blank and apathetic. And it show like it, it basically talks about her as uh, the antithesis to living life. And this, I believe, we saw at least one. I think the first demon that walked out of the portal was a female who was hard to look at. It, like it, like looking at her made uh, us feel uh, like oppressed by just the presence. If I remember correctly. Uh, the door to the tavern swings open and a, uh, gentleman in a, like a, uh, red, like bright garish suit. And he has a flute, uh, like strapped to his back, like a weapon. Uh, and he, uh, comes in, he throws his arms wide and he says, I'm here. Hello. I'm ready. Can I get my meal, my free meal? I'm here for my free meal, please. And the, the man behind the bar says, Yes, of course, of course, Sid, I will give you your free meal. As long as you do a better job tonight than you've done on previous, the last two weeks have been terrible when you have been here. You have not drawn in any crowd whatsoever. You just keep telling stories about demons and no one wants to think about demons. I keep telling you this. And he walks I, I, away. I would like to hear about demons. Of Bell course Ruff. you would. Everyone wants to hear about demons. And he pulls out Yay. his flute and begins to play. DM Anthony here just reminding you that if you're enjoying the show tell your friends tell your family uh, let people know word of mouth and you can support the show at patreon.com slash adventuring or you can check out the shop at adventuringpod.com slash shop make sure you check the show notes and the website for all our social media including our discord where you can come and hang out with some great people we'll see you there and until next week I wish you nothing but critical success Serious business.